thank you so very much for joining us today. And I believe God is going to bring healing into your life. Do you understand that Jesus loves you? Let me say that again. Jesus loves you. Not only does he love the world, Jesus loves you. He died for you. And he's not forgotten you. For some reason, I feel today there's people thinking they've been forgotten. You're not forgotten. Not by God, nor by me. Not by this church. And we still believe in you. I believe God has something very special for you. And <clears throat> let me say this also. We've all been called to love people. We've all been called to serve people. Never make the mistake of thinking that you're above Serving God's people, serving people that are living in this world. And you can't pick and choose, well, I'll serve this person and not another. We've been called to serve everyone, love our neighbors as ourselves, do good to them that despitefully use you. Those are scriptures I'm not using today, but it indicates the heart of Jesus when he wanted us to reach people. <coughs> I'm going to... Uh, Bounce off of a message my son had a couple of weeks ago, Matthew 4, verse 18. And I want you to listen to this because I'm going to take it in a little bit different direction, but I believe it will um, it'll enlighten you, and hopefully it'll cause you to walk in excitement. We need excitement in the body of Christ. And Jesus, Matthew 4, 18, and Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea. What are they casting? A net into the sea. For they were fishers. And he said unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. This next verse is key because in the church of Jesus Christ, we have forgotten how to follow Jesus. Now watch this. And straightway or immediately... They left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw other two, another two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, men, mending their nets. And he called them, and they immediately left the ship, their father, and followed him. Make no mistake about it. When Jesus calls, if he speaks to you today, you're watching me right now. He expects an immediate response. Why? Because he loves you in the now. He's not just loving you in the past and the present, but also in the future. He loves you all through the whole spectrum of time. God loves you. And when he speaks to you, he expects you to act upon it. And you know what we need in the body of Christ is a little bit of excitement. Because very few people are excited anymore about hearing the word of God are singing the songs of God, are coming together and worshiping God. There needs to be an excitement in the house of the Lord. Why? Because Jesus is in the midst of his church. If I had but one sermon to preach, one last statement to make, it would be this. We must, we must reach our world with the message of Jesus Christ. That would be my statement. If I could only speak one more time, it would be we have to reach our world with the message of Jesus Christ. And I would make it very plain the fact that we are an eternal creation. We are an eternal creation, and we'll have an eternity to face. Hear me. We'll have an eternity to face with the knowledge of Christ or without that blessed hope. One way, we're going to give an answer. 
we're going to give an account. And God has called us. Jesus is walking by us today, and he's still calling out. He's still speaking out. He's calling people that will be his disciples. Follow me. Follow me. Today I say, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word. Why? Because he'll never leave me. He will never forsake me in this life or in the next. He will never let go of my hand. He will constantly be my guide. So the question I'm going to pose to you today is this. If what we have is so wonderful, how many people say experience with Jesus is wonderful? If what we have is so wonderful, if it is so good, if it's so life-changing, then why are we not sharing our experience with everyone? We need to share our experience. If I go to a restaurant and I like the food, I like to tell my friends about it. I go to a, a worship service and I enjoy the worship. I want to tell people about it. <clears throat> it seems like we go deaf and dumb when it comes to speaking out about Jesus. We can't do that. We need to tell everyone about this life-changing experience. I want to know why we haven't done what Jesus said. Why haven't we done what Jesus has called us to do? That we've been activated through his power. What is that, Pastor? He said to his followers in the verses we just read, I will make you fishers of men. No longer will you be targeting those little fish in the sea. You're going to be targeting human beings and their souls need to be caught into the presence of God. Caught up in the presence of God. If we are fishers, then I'm going to ask this question. You say, yeah, we are fishers of men. Then I'm going to ask this question. Where are our fish? I'd love to see your string. I'd love to see the people you've brought to the house of the Lord. You've brought them to Jesus Christ. Show me your string of fish. Where is our catch? Why are the churches around the world, around our nation, closing their doors? Because we've forgotten that we have to be fishers of men. We have been self-absorbed. We're worried about ourselves. We're not worried about others. And so by that, everything becomes stagnant and it starts to die. We have to reach out to a lost and dying world. People that are confused. People that are walking without the knowledge of the truth. We need to touch them. Why should we do this? It's because we call ourselves we just call ourselves fishers, and we are. But let me just say this. We may be fishers, but we have no net. You have to have the net. The net is imperative. It's time for us to reevaluate or reassess our lives and our relationship with Christ. It's time for the church to reposition herself for the harvest that is before us. The harvest of what? Souls. You have to know how to use the net. I'll get into that in a minute. Jesus said in John 4, 35, Say not that there's four months, then comes the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, look on the fields, for they are white unto harvest. They're already ready. People are around about us waiting to hear a, a, a life-giving word. And in Luke 10, 2, he said, Therefore he said unto them, The harvest truly is. Are you hearing that? The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into the field. 
into the harvest. We need to do that. People sitting, watching me today, people sitting in the church pews, in the church seats, somehow we as ministers and as leaders and as good church goers, and we are the church, we need to train people and teach people to cast forth their net. You're not going to catch anything just standing there in your place and never casting a net. You'll never catch what God's asked you to catch. Ask yourself this question. Are you achieving all you can out of life? Answer that honestly. Are you achieving all you can out of life? Are we effective or being effective for the kingdom of God? Are we sharing the power of our relationship of G with Jesus Christ? It is my opinion that these two questions cannot be answered with just words. You can't answer these questions with just words, but it has to be answered with our effective, efficient lifestyle or our non-effective, non-efficient lifestyle. One way or the other, we're going to answer that question. I don't know about you, but I want to be efficient. I want to be effective. I don't want to just throw a net out on the concrete. I'm not going to catch anything, any fish on the concrete. I've got to throw it in the proper place at the proper time. How will this be answered? How will we answer these things? It will be answered by our attitude to the Holy Spirit and what we do with the call to be fishers of men. Either we are or we're not. Either we can or we cannot. It's up to us. How will we reach the lost? It's not by telling everybody going to, they're going to hell. That's not the way to do it. The way to do it is show them the love of Jesus Christ and the way he cares for his people. Remember this. You witness to your friends. You talk to the people around about you. You witness to your friends and your family. And everyone has a right to choose their own lifestyle. I want to make that clear. You have a right. I can't force you. You have a right to your own lifestyle. You have a right to your own way. But, but, that's a big word. Another, another will decide their eternal destiny. You may choose your way, but there's someone far greater than you. Almighty God will choose your eternal destiny. It is God, say that, it is God that will make the decision based on their relationship or your relationship with Jesus Christ. And I hear him today saying, follow me. If I had to title this message, I would say, let's go fishing. Let's go fishing. Let's go fishing. We need to reach people. We need to show them the healing power, the, the ability to deliver, the, real, the ability to save. They need to see that in us, in our lifestyle, in everything that we do. The same spirit that spoke 2,000 years ago on the seashore speaks today. The same spirit. We must become fishers of men. And remember, the method of fishing in Jesus' day when he was talking was the net. Now follow me on this. We have been called to keep the net working. And the problem we have is our net's not working because we've not tended to the nets. Notice in the scriptures that I read in the beginning that they were in their boat mending the... They had to mend them because it wasn't working properly. 
We've been called to keep the net working, to keep casting our testimony into the harvest, into the world of men and, and women, literally pulling them from darkness or their lack of knowledge into the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is the net? So what is the net? Turn to someone and say, we are the net. Look at somebody. You are, Kathy. You are, Pastor Mike. You are, Pastor Kenny. You are, Pastor Ariel. You are the net. Quit waiting for it to come somewhere else. It's you. You are Christ's representative. You are one of his fishers. So what is the net? It's us. If we are to be successful, a successful net for the gospel, then you have to know that a fisher's net takes not just one cord. Now, this is key. You look at the net, it's not just one cord or one piece of fabric. It's many strong cords put together in a certain pattern. Not just one, not just two, but many and many. It has to be many of the strong cords, plenty and many of the strong cords or the fish will be able to escape. The cords need to stay fresh. Is your net fresh? Is your message fresh? Is your excitement for the kingdom fresh? Are you tired? Are you stagnant? Are you, are you just bored? It's not time to get bored. We're living in the most exciting days for the kingdom of God ever. We have a chance to change our environment. We have a chance and an opportunity to change our world. So, Alan Meshagan, I'm one of the cords. I need to stay fresh. I need to stay flexible. We can only stay fresh and flexible by hearing and adhering to the Word of God. That's the only way you can stay fresh. Now listen, the position of the strings in the net is vital. You have to know where to put them. You know, have to know how to weave them. If it's going to be a viable net, you've got to do it in proper order. We, as the body of Christ, must. This is imperative. We must work together. If we're not working together, we're going to miss a lot of the harvest. We need to work together. We need to lean on one another, <clears throat> working hand in hand so we can reach our world. We have to work together. We have to learn to serve one another. We have to learn to lean on one another and hold one another up. A net that has large gapping holes, and that's what I see in the church world today is we have a large net, but it's got gapping holes in it. And because of that, we'll never be successful. We keep going back to old methods, old techniques, trying to say the same old thing that we've said for the last 50 years. And we've got new generations coming on that's wanting to hear the truth. So if it's filled with gapping holes, it'll never be successful. We have to tighten up the gap and help one another. You say, but Bishop, I just want to do it by myself. I want to reach everybody by myself. It won't work. It takes a group of people working together in concert to bring the harvest in. It's not just an Alan Meshagan thing or Kenny Williams things. It's or just the East West Church. It's everybody working together, the body of Christ universal, and we cast the net and we can save a world. It's time for us to repair our nets. Let me say that again. It's time for us to repair our nets especially the East West Church. We need to reach our world with the joy that we have experienced. Not only the joy, but we need to share the blessings and the spiritual nourishment that we've gotten. 
The strength of the net is when each string, watch this, the strength of the net is when each string works in harmony, in unanimity, in agreement. There's no way. It, it, let's just liken our church or your church as a net. Everybody in here is part of the net. If everybody's trying to do their own thing, you'll never have a successful net. You have to work under proper leadership. You have to hear the voice of the Lord. And we have to come together. And even if you're uncomfortable with what you're doing, if you know God has spoken it, then you'll achieve it. Amen? So the strength of the net is when each string is in harmony, unanimity, and agreement. And this is what the church world has lacked. Because everyone wants to do their own thing. I want to go start my own church. Have you ever thought that you need to be in the church that you're in now helping them? Everybody feels like you got to go out and be a senior pastor. Maybe you've been called to be a helps ministry in a church. Hear me when I'm telling you, all we're doing is diluting what God is trying to strengthen. And that's fact. Many are called, but few are chosen. And I'm going to tell you, many are called to stay in their house and work. They've not been chosen to go out and do anything other than working in the house of the Lord that God called them to. I've never said anything that's more truthful than that. That's why we have gapping holes, Pastor Mike, in the net is because people want to go do their own thing. Jesus. That's why we have those holes in our ministry. The net strength is proportionate to the strength of each string involved. So if there's a weakness in one string, it can mess up the whole net. We all need to walk and live in strength and being nourished and we become flexible by the word of God. So I'm going to ask this question. What kind of string are you? Let's go fishing. What kind of string are you? What kind of strength do you have? Will you be the strength needed to complete the net? Okay, Bishop, we hear this. So we're the net now. Now what? The net is not effective. Watch this. The net is not effective unless you cast it into the proper place. So you have a net, but you're not casting it into the proper net, a place. We keep casting our nets in the same church to the same people over and over again, expecting a great harvest, but the church is overfished. Did you hear what I just said? We're fishing throwing our net out to the same people over and over again, expecting a great harvest, but the church is overfished and we need to cast our nets into the ocean of our friends and of our family, our co-workers and everyone we come into contact with. We must cast the net. Quit thinking that they're going to jump in your boat. Come on. That's the way we deal it. Well, we'll just have a service and if they're in it, they'll jump in the boat. No, 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 no. He said, I'll make you fishers of men. I'm going to show you how to reach men and women. I'm going to show you how to love them. If you read those scriptures that I read earlier, you'll find that Jesus went out then healing everyone. And anyone needed help, he lifted them up. Yet we call ourselves Christians, but we're not lifting. We lift very few people up. We're too busy trying to lift ourselves up. That's the truth. So the net must be in proper place. It can't be just... One or two feet off the shore. I'm just going to throw it one or because I really don't want to get in a boat. I really don't want to get out there and have to labor. So I'm just going to throw it right here and all the big fish. Come on in here, guys. You're only walk. You're throwing the net into very shallow water. And I'm going to say this. Nothing's going to get in the net because anything that would is so small, it'd go through the holes in the net. 
It has to be thrown in the proper place, not just a few inches under the surface of the water. But we must, watch this, reach the proper destination and the proper depth. Proper destination, proper depth, the place where the fish are. Where is the fish? Let's go fishing. I'm not going to fish in a swimming pool because I'm not going to catch anything in a swimming pool. I can only catch it when I throw it into a water that I know is teeming with fish. So everywhere I go, I've got to be that light that shines. I've got to be that voice crying out in the wilderness. I've got to be the one to lift someone up that's fallen. I've got to care for people. Jesus. In Luke 5, verse 1, it says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. We need to quit just washing our nets. We need to catch something with them. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and he prayed that he would thrust out a little so that he could teach. He wanted to teach the people. Now, when he had left speaking, he said to Simon, watch this, launch out into the deep. I want you to go out. Don't be afraid. Don't be fearful. Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answered and said to them, Master, we've toiled all night long. Don't you see we're wore out? Nevertheless, watch this. Nevertheless, at your word, we'll let down the net. Will we do the same thing today? At your word, we'll let down the net. And you know the rest of the story? The, the net was filled with great fishes. I don't want to read all that because I want you to read it on your own and understand that the boats were filled with fish because they listened to Jesus. They threw out the net. You are part of the net. And we have to serve one another in order for that net to function properly. There's not one big cord and one little cord and then another smaller cord and different sizes of cords. It has to be the same size and the same strength or the net's not going to work properly. So surface Christianity must cease. Surface Christianity must cease and we must launch out into the deep, which is the command of the Lord, and reach the harvest because it's ripe with souls. So the harvest is before you. Follow this. The harvest is before you. The fishing pond is before you. <clears throat> you need to throw out the net, throw out yourself into the joy of the Lord. You, we come into services and I don't see any joy of the Lord. See people singing, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. No, no. Your body, your actions, your voice is not, you're just saying words. Man, I'm excited about the house of the Lord. I'm excited about the worship in the house. I'm excited about the word of God. I'm excited to be in the presence of God and his angels. So the harvest is before us. We have to throw out the net and throw ourselves into the joy of the Lord and reach out to hungry people. I love the Lord and I believe that all things are possible. I believe in healing. I believe in deliverance. I believe in salvation. But just one lamp, me, let's just say it's just me, one lamp does not light the whole house. And one lamp still needs, watch this, and one lamp still needs fresh oil so that it can keep burning brightly. We don't even have the proper oil in our lamps. One person can't do it. It takes a church to do it. It takes a group of people to do it. It takes the body of Christ. 
I want people to see there's more to life than what they have experienced. But that will only come. And let me tell you, if you want to be great and do great and feel great and be blessed, throw out a net today. You will never, you just can't realize what you'll experience when you see the light come on into somebody, when they realize that Jesus loves them. I want people to see that there's more to life than what they've experienced, but that will not come. It will not come unless we're excited enough to show them the way. Excitement breeds excitement. Joy will bring forth joy. Sorrow, complacency, apathy will also breed those things. You have to come out from among them and be ye separate. You can't be like the world. You've got to be like the church. You have to be like the body of Christ. You have to help people get, get acquainted with Jesus. Get them to know Jesus. In order for the world to see and know Jesus, we must have more than just a desire. I've got a great desire. Well, it needs more than desire. Desire is great, but it must be translated into words and into action. So I say today in closing, let's go fishing. During COVID-19, a lot of the seats in, in many houses of the, of the Lord, many churches, they're, they're vacant. Some are running a third of their con congregation. And I say, that's the time to throw out the net. That's the time to fish. That's time when you get new people coming into your house, you need to show them. They need to see the excitement that we have. If you're not excited, they won't be excited. If you're not rejoicing, they will not rejoice. It takes you working together, and we're all strong strings, cords in the net. So let's go fishing. Let's fill up our house. Let's bless the kingdom of God. Let's strengthen our communities, but it'll only happen if we throw out the net. Let's pray. Father, I ask you right now to touch someone that's been listening to me, to realize that you've called them. This is a message truly of evangelism because when they really sense and see and know that there's a group of people right in their own sphere of relationship that they can reach. There's a husband, there's a wife, there's a son, there's a daughter, there's an uncle, there's an aunt, there's grandparents. There's people around them <clears throat> in the sphere of their relationship that need to hear about Jesus. So today... I ask you, Lord, to touch them, to bless them, to strengthen them, and uphold them with your right hand of righteousness. Let everyone under the sound of my voice know that Jesus loves them, and he wants to heal them and help them and bless them. But they must become, if they want to be great in the kingdom, they must become fishers of men. And I say again, let's go fishing, because when we catch these fish, it'll bring a great crown of glory to us all. I thank you, Lord, for this time. I pray for those that are suffering today that you touch them. I pray for those that don't know you as Lord and Savior that they come to the knowledge of the truth. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you've given me. Now, Lord, bless this day and all of our activities. Thank you, Lord Jesus.